All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Shard Breaker podcast. We are on episode seven. I am your host, Midnight, and I'm here with Darkness. Say hello. Hello. And Mythic. Nah. You're not going to say hello? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm we here. did. <laughs> We did chapters 27 to 30 this week for chapters, as we have been for a little bit. Um, so yeah, we'll just get straight into it. Uh, so this chapter, we started off with Siri, who uh, was wearing a thin gown with a long train made of tassels with an opaque shift underneath. Uh, and she was walking through the colored rooms of the palace, uh, wondering about the danger to herself and Susabron. Uh, and she's thinking about how she didn't pay attention to exactly what was written in the treaty uh, between Idris and Halandrin. Uh, and we spot Bluefingers, who uh, is hurrying away from Siri. And Siri asks one of her servants if they still believe he isn't ignoring her, as apparently he has done this before. Uh, but the servant just says it would be improper to run away from the queen, and that he must not have seen her. Uh, Siri also can't get answers from the library as she hasn't been allowed to take books out and is constantly watched if reading the library and has been told if she gets a book from outside the library that a priest will read it to her. Uh, so yeah, why do you think Bluefingers is avoiding Siri? I mean, I could I could speculate the fact that uh, he said too much and maybe he actually believes that they're having uh, intercourse. I mean, he and seemed that, to because no? he was well, worried yeah, that they were going at it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, if he thinks they're already in mid, you know, in cahoots with one another and having sex, then the kid can't be far off and he wants to either distance himself from that or maybe he's got some other information that makes it seem like Siri is uh, no longer an ally to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Do you think or he could be being watched. That's true. He might think he's being watched. Yeah, I I think it's more on the like he he thinks he's saying too much, and if like Siri goes and tries to like pressure him for more information, it's gonna put them all in danger. Hmm. Well, I think it's more dangerous to not tell her, but you know, that's me. Well, the thing is, he he said it in more of like when he did mm -hmm. say the information, he said it in more of like a a subtle, you know, try to figure it out yourself yeah. tone. Uh huh. So, I, I figured he can't just straight up, you know, tell her everything. <laughs> he was, I think, whispering stuff and, like, mouthing stuff, mainly. Like, I think he's definitely worried about being, like, overheard telling her yeah. things. Yep. 100%. Yes. Uh, so then we get, uh, Siri asks about the activities going on that day, uh, which is apparently a lot, including artists, animal handlers, dye merchants, minstrels, and a contest of physical prowess. Uh, and Siri asks for a box to be prepared for her to watch the contest, because she is specifically asked, like, what's happening in the arena. Uh, so yeah, she, so she wants to go to that, which I think is later in the day, which we quickly skip the few hours to that, uh, contest. And it's apparently just a bunch of, uh, guys, uh, throwing large stones, racing, throwing javelins, doing archery, and leaping. Uh, and Siri thinks Purpose. about how... There's there's two and random physical stuff. They're all and they're all shirtless. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Um, series also thinking about how boys and Idris, uh, even just racing, were considered flaunting and arrogant. 
So she's like, that. this is even more over the top. And yeah, she's, she's blushing her hair is red uh, because the, the men are very scantily. I think they're just wearing loincloths or something, it says. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like basically just an underwear. <laughs> throwing throwing yep. stuff and running and stuff. So she's she's very, um. I think she's just, yeah, she's... She's very. Uh, she, has, she has never seen something quite so interesting. Yeah, she. I don't think. I don't know if she's ever probably seen a man naked before. She hasn't even seen her husband naked, so. She's just like this is more skin than I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so we also get a brief note here regarding Siri's mother, which is our first mention of the mom, uh, mm-hmm. who had apparently told Siri uh, that starting at uh, that staring at young men was unseemly. Um, so yeah, this is our first mention of Siri's mom, who apparently uh, was around long enough for Siri to remember her, uh, and it's technically possible she is still alive, even though we have no mention of it. Do you do you guys think the mom is still alive, or do you think that she just like no. stayed around long enough to? Uh, I guess obviously I she must have known Siri like at least into long enough for Siri to remember things about her and also to have been looking at boys. Yeah, no, I think she's dead. I see. I mean, I'll. I just don't think she's around. I don't know if she's dead. I think maybe uh I just don't think that a mother would allow anyone anyone to take their daughter from them. I don't care what the treaty said. Mm. You you think she would have been opposed to mm-hmm. even to Vivena going. Maybe that's going. why she doesn't stay. And then maybe that's why she didn't stay. You don't think she would have tried to take her daughters with her though, if she was that against it? Um probably, but I mean, you could also think of like it's a kingdom, so and the the main word there is king. So mm. if he decrees it, she really couldn't do much. So the only way she could do, the only thing she could probably do would be to save her her own uh, heartache and headache and probably distance herself from that whole situation. Yeah. Although, just, just to know in the kingdom thing, like, although although we do know as a kingdom, I believe the king is actually the one who in, inherited, like, he's actually the one part of the royal family. We do know that technically a, a woman could take over and be the yeah. main royal line queen. 100%. Yeah. Then it would be a queendom. <laughs> I was, was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not wrong. It would. Yeah, That's I guess exactly so. exactly what it's called. Uh, anyway, so one, one series able to pull herself away from looking at the men. Uh, she yeah. asks about Light Song and his colors and notes that he's also watching the contest, uh, which I guess works out well for her. <laughs> Uh, she notes that uh, she has met other gods but not properly spoken to them as she had with Light Song. So Siri walks over to Light Song, uh, her servants hurrying to follow her, and notes that although Idris is stern, the returned are also too self-indulgent. She has like a little moment where she's kind of like, you know, we're we're probably a bit too over the top in how like conservative we are, but they're they're way too self-indulgent, especially like these returned like they're like eating and drinking and being pampered. And it's a little over the top. Um. And so yeah, so Light Song, she meets meets up with Light Song, who states that Siri to Siri that he's had several disturbing and redefining elements of his soul, which are slowly reconstructing the nature of his existence. <laughs> uh, and Siri responds that she has had fewer revelations and more confusion. Uh, she then asks Light Song for information, but he states he is useless and can't help, and that she should pay better attention for not knowing that. Uh, do you think Lightsong's note about Siri knowing better is him teasing her, or is it him just trying to warn her to pay better attention to her situation around her? I mean, I think it's a little of both, but that's just how Lightsong is. Mm-hmm. Teasing little man. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because i think she takes it kind of as a like you should be ashamed type thing that you don't know mm-hmm. better um but yeah siri, siri tries to get back in, into control of the situation saying light song is harming her mentally uh and eventually mm-hmm. light song says that he likes her uh siri then has her chair moved further under the canopy so that she doesn't have to speak so loudly to be heard by light song and light song agrees to answer siri's questions if she will answer his and says she should just make something up if she doesn't have answers to his questions because <laughs> she's like what if i don't know the answers like, just make it up then it's fine yeah. <laughs> um where was I? uh so yeah so siri's first question is about how the other god kings died which we learned partially from light song and partially from larimar that they died Mostly from larimar yeah, I mean, Lysung had a bit of information. He didn't know, like, the specifics, but he, he had some information. Uh, and we learned that they died, uh, and the previous one died giving away his breath to cure the people of dysentria, which is a disease of the bowels, So, which uh, Lysung found Ooh, very amusing. <laughs> um, Lysung then says he'll have to do that someday, and Larimar gives Siri an apologetic smile, which I think Siri knows, so she's like, oh, he actually isn't, like being distrusting of me he's he's being like kind of like oh my god is a bit of a <laughs> a bit much sorry <laughs> kind of look uh and then yeah after learning about the previous god king and some back and forth between like sangha siri and larmar we learned that susabron's grandfather so the king two times back died not long after his hair his heir was also born although it was his second born as apparently girls can't become a god king uh, so what do you think about the fact that each god king has given away their breath after a male heir is born? I mean, it's pretty much in the name, though. Like, god king. So, it had to be the god queen if it wasn't. Well, yeah, but I, I meant, like, what, what do you think... I mean, that was technically my other question was, why do you think uh, that they can't be a girl? But I was, I was asking more like, why do you think like it's right after yeah. they basically had an heir that they died? <laughs> you're essentially, you're essentially think you're asking us like, what do you think happened to the kings? Yeah, which I think we've answered before, but um, <laughs> I, I just think that when they're born, they, their breath either uh, slowly goes into the child, you know, during conception, or uh, is just given to the child upon you know, them coming out stillborn. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see if you had any, like, different thoughts after, like, this little conversation or not. Mm, not this conversation. All right. I think it's just slaughtered by the priest or something. I don't even know. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> yeah, it seems like no one's really putting things together like Siri is here. Because Larimar's like, how, how did you know it was after the sun was born? I mean, I don't even, I don't even think Siri's really putting things together that she think, she just thinks she is. Well, I mean, she kind of is. I wonder what happened to the, to the like the girl. Uh, so, sorry, I, my like my headset that? died. I missed a bunch. Hey, of that. they're back. <laughs> uh, sorry. So I I I left when I said um, yeah, that would have been uh, what what do you think happened to uh Susie Brown's aunt? Because that would have been his aunt, I guess. That uh, was born. Well, I mean. Would say from what we've already kind of learned, um, pretty sure. I don't know, actually, maybe not. Maybe I'll, that's a learned later thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because I'm um, hesitating from saying some stuff. Yeah, about his. Has he has Susan talked about his mother yet? Before no, it's I'm like okay, yeah, sure. uh, he has he has talked about the storybook when we did the whole storybook thing. Oh, he did. He did, he did, he did a little yeah, bit yeah. about the so, 
So, um, seeing as the fact that his mother is at least alive long enough to have, you know, done something and talked to him at least, mm-hmm. and him for him to remember, it it begs the question that they might not actually be like killing the mom off right off the bat. Um, and so maybe they don't kill her. They don't kill the the aunt. Uh, daughter. Yeah, the daughter. Yeah. But. It is weird that nobody seems to know anything about her. Well, they might. It just might be that Siri doesn't know anything. Like, she might have well, ended no, up being, I'm pretty like... Sure, I'm pretty sure when Lightsong didn't really either, though. But does Lightsong pay attention? <laughs> True, but, I mean, he does know things. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, she she might have ended up being, like, someone, like, super high up and important in, like, a different regard. Hmm. Like, we don't, we don't really know anything about that daughter at this point. Or maybe she was also... A, or no, I think they said she was born normally, because I was going to say maybe she was a steel boy and that well, couldn't get the breath, but I think they say that she was just, she was born. Alive? So, uh, wait, so does that mean that only the males are born stillborn? I'm going to double check, but I, I feel like they implied that it was just like a normal birth. So, uh, on that topic, on that topic, darkness, mm-hmm. what if they're not actually stillborn? What if they're that is a claim so that it would sound more deific, I guess. Um, you know, like they're more of a deity because they came back from death. Uh, actually, I do have a, like, I'm just wondering what happens. So it takes one breath, right, from what we know to make a lifeless, right? Yes. What happens if you put more breaths into that? No, no idea. So, what if they, what if like they like slaughter the child? (laughs) What if they slaughter the child at birth and then just like make it a lifeless, and then add a shit ton of breath? The the problem with that, just from what I'm the way it's seen so far, it doesn't seem like the lifeless have as much like uh, cognitive sense. That's what I was thinking, but I, I figured, like, the more breaths, the more, like, aware a person would be, no? Well, I mean... Because that's technically what happens with awakenings. Yeah, but the I'm, more, kind of being, like, I'm, I'm kind of being steered away from that. I'm kind of being steered away from that for the sole fact that... Uh, I can't remember what the other guy's name is, but the the lifeless that is within Claude. the dent and all them. Yeah, Claude, that's it. Um, That, while well, he has, like, enough cognitive sense to kind of like stare at them and stuff he can't speak and if we're looking at everything else of like you don't have to have any breaths to be able to speak you don't have to have like you know a power to be able to sustain and stay stay alive really you just yeah but we don't know how that would work with like Oh, um, we're working the lifeless. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, I just feel like it. I don't know, maybe, but also to go back, I I found the part where they talk about the daughter. So, uh-huh. uh, so Siri says, "What was the first child a daughter?" And he says, "Yes, a woman of no divine powers." So he does say a woman of no divine powers, which makes it sound like she did grow up. Grow up, yeah, and that she, and that she was like born normally because. You wouldn't know that she had no divine powers, or like, and you wouldn't call it a wom- her a woman if she was either stillborn and couldn't get the breath, or if she like had something. So I, 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 it sounds like she 
what they didn't like kill her off like it sounds like she had a, she did grow up and stuff like uh -huh. she may be dead by now as well considering how long it takes for the god kings to age like she she may be long dead just because the god kings can live quite a bit longer because i think susan is technically 50 they say yeah, yeah. so it just like since she has no divine power she ages normally so if she's Susan Brown's aunt, she'd either be like really, really old or dead by now. I do like. I mean, we figure it out later, but I'm, I I want to say it now, anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like the fact that um, when they, if they get become unawakened or whatever, uh, before, like before they're, I think eighteen or whatever it was, like before they're of age, they still mm -hmm. grow and they still like mature they until they hit that point and then they stop. And that was really cool for, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, their bodies yeah, that... age at a normal rate. Until they hit a specific spot and that stops aging. Yeah, until they, they hit adulthood, which we'll get it to later. Like... Yeah, it but that, I like... thought that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a uh, vampire lore. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Uh, I've, I've read so much of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, where, where were we at? Um, talking about how sexy light song is. <laughs> no. Uh. All right. So yeah. So then we go into Larmar suggests that Siri hires a professional storyteller to help her with this sort of information because I think he says like, like, like we can tell you stuff, but like th there's professional people who like know histories and stories better. Uh. So and mm -hmm. Siri's worried about like what her priests will kind of keep from her and who they'd hire if she does it. So she asks Lightsong if he could order in the storyteller instead. Uh, and Lightsong agrees, and then uh, and then Siri tries to get up, and he reminds her uh, after making her wait for him to finish his drink uh, that she needs to answer his questions. Uh, so she sits back down, and Lightsong asks Siri about city guards and whether she knew any in her city. Uh, he asks if they are inquisitive and if they investigate murders without being asked. Uh, and we kind of know why <laughs> he's going in that mm -hmm. line of questioning, although she doesn't. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I'm really curious about what Larimar is thinking the whole time during this conversation. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, I, I wish we had gotten some sort of, like, reaction from him, but we don't. And, like, what if he's, like, internally sweating, like, fuck, he's getting close, <laughs> you know? Or I mean, imagine if he, he is, just, like... like... Imagine if he's just like, yeah, no, he's way off. <laughs> he's just a nosy gossip in his past life. <laughs> That's why he's curious. Or, or, he's oh. like, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> what were you going to say, Mythic? Nothing. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, then after Siri has answered Light Song's questions, uh, he asks to talk to her. Uh, he asks her to talk to him privately, while their servants stay behind. Uh, Light Song then gives Siri advice, saying she's playing a dangerous game in politics, and that she needs to work on her persona. He says even if her persona is who she truly is, she needs to play to it and make sure people think she is someone. Uh, she isn't someone she isn't trying to portray. Uh, Siri then tells Light Song he's a good man, and he tells her. To try and appear average. He's like, if you appear too innocent, they're going to be suspicious. And if you appear too, like, nosy, they're going to be suspicious. So, like, you have to, you want to be as average as possible. Uh, and then he tells her not to rely on him too much, as he will fail her if she ends up in a bad situation. Uh, so what mm -hmm. do you think about Light Song's advice to Siri? <laughs> Within his character. <laughs> 
I mean, that whole conversation just made, like, hella sense, you know? Also, I find it interesting how he calls her child the whole time. I don't think he's, like, physically that much older than her. But he just calls her child the whole time. Well, I mean, he is a god, so... It's true. I don't know. I just... Light Song's always so, like, playful and, like childlike yeah. that I, I i forget that he can be older and i'm like it feels like he feels like something like 20 years older <laughs> in this scene hmm. i don't know it's kind of hard to picture them like you know uh body wise and like age wise mm-hmm. and apparently all the return <laughs> gods are like a foot taller too and i think siri mentions having to like crane her neck up to like talk yeah. to him and the thing is most of like a lot of the characters actually we we're not gonna get like a set like range of like age you know yeah like oh this character's like this age nah <laughs> especially with how um not aging in this universe works <laughs> yeah and I, we we do i mean this is something that gets brought up again later but the, we learn mm-hmm. that the gods really aren't supposed to talk about ages and potential like age variations of them like, it's not supposed to be talked about. Like, oh, this person looks to be X age. They're gods. So they're yeah. just supposed to be God. <laughs> they don't have an age. I mean, we also learn about the fact that uh, each one has, like, a asset that is different and works. Yeah. And normal humans, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It just adds to their godliness. <laughs> like, Midnight would be the, like, goddess of short people because she would wow. be hella short. Yeah, she would probably shrink even, like, shorter. She'd probably be, like, three feet tall instead. <laughs> She'd be the only god that is actually short. All right, the <laughs> goddess of the moon, thank you very much. Uh, uh-huh. okay. Rude. It's one of those, like, moons you hang on, like, baby cribs. Oh my yeah, gosh. Probably. Yeah, probably. The goddess of the, uh, the wheel, yeah. <laughs> Being bullied. Yeah, you always are, though. I know. It's been my whole fucking life. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when God gives you short legs. <laughs> Alright, so that that was chapter 27. Was uh, that all chapter 27? That was all chapter 27. Chapter oh, 27 okay. was pretty short. It all I don't know why, yeah, it felt, like, really short. It was short and also just had a lot of um conversation. Yeah. So it's like me kind listening, of me listening to Audible made it so that like it, I never heard them go chapter this chapter that yeah. was just going <laughs> that so so much that I had to continue to look and be like I'm not going over right because <laughs> I never heard it say chapter twenty eight chapter thirty you know I was like oh god this yeah is so that was be... that <laughs> so that was no. chapter twenty seven so chapter twenty eight we're with Vivena uh, who is currently talking with Thame. Uh, and apparently Dent had confirmed that Thame is trustworthy and that his story was mostly true, although kind of like over- overstated, kind of like he kind of um, exaggerated things a little bit. <laughs> um, and we learned that Thame has gotten over a hundred Idrian influential men to come to this planned meeting. Um, so there's going to be lots of people there and like these influential men are apparently like kind of like not the best people, but... Uh, apparently Thame is, like, really patriotic, even though he's kind of, like, works in, like, the underground, and so these people p- might be similar. Uh, and we learn that there are about 
10,000 Idrians living in Halandrin currently, most coming to work there as it would take less time to come work here than to petition the Idrian king for food because apparently Idris is just like a lot of tiny villages like spread out over these mountains and like they're really like there can be like landslides and all sorts of things that just make it really hard to get to the capital so sometimes it's easier just to go down the mountain to Halandrin instead. Uh, and yeah, so Vivenna notes that her father isn't a perfect king and that Idris has its issues, including how difficult it is to get from the villages to the capital. Um, so what do you think about uh, all the Idrians working in Halandrin? Any just thoughts on the Idrians here? Huh. I definitely didn't expect there to be that many of them. Yeah, there was a, there was just, a surprising number. Yeah, it, it, it just it feels like if there's so much hate and like thing, you know, um, what's it called? Propaganda against Halandrian people and stuff, just Halandrian in, in general. Yeah. Um, why are there so many of them there? And well, a lot they, of them voluntarily. I think they kind of state that like it's pretty much either do this or starve. Like have your family yeah, because starve. Because the king of Idris is terrible. Yeah, it's not that he's of... terrible. It sounds like he'd give happily give you free food. It's just hard to terrible. get to the capital. Like they worry it's that their families terrible. would starve before they get there. Yeah, back. That, that's why you, as a king, you should look for a solution for that. Exactly. Help make something better. <laughs> you, you, don't just leave, like, you don't just leave your subjects to starve and then like exactly. migrate to a different place. You don't just leave your subjects to starve. You just don't let a war come to your doorstep. And you sure as heck don't just give your daughter away. Well, I mean, is that was kind of one of my other questions for this little section here. Is do you, do you think it's good that Vivenna is realizing her father is imperfect? Like she she's kind of like looking at like the, her whole or like, kingdom situation. A, a hmm? I said imperfect or a villain. I, think I don't think she's looking at him as a villain. I think she's just saying no, like. No, I don't. But I think she needs to. <laughs> you guys are very very anti Dedalyn. Because <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> He gave away his daughter, and he still hasn't come for the other one. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no, but you're kind of right. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem to care. Where's he's got Foffin and Ridger. Your... He's fine. He has two daughters now. He's, he's got Foffin and Ridger. He doesn't need anyone else. <laughs> They're obviously I mean, the favorite I children. Think, honestly, I don't know if he's going to actually last with them either. I think <laughs> Foffin's kind of trying to get away from him with the whole, I'm going to become a monk and... God knows what the other guy is doing because we've never met him. Watch the only person that actually shows up will be Ridger. He's like, I care. Yeah, right? <laughs> or, or even better, God, maybe, maybe it'll, 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 it'll jump over. It'll jump over to uh, Alandrin and it'll be like him killing his father and being like, all right, I'm going to stop this war. I'm going to go break <laughs> this war now. <laughs> Ridger's actually the war breaker. Exactly. <laughs> Ridger comes out of nowhere in like the final couple chapters. <laughs> or my favorite one, my favorite concept would be he kills the king so that he can say, "Hey, Halandrin, Hel uh, I killed the king. You don't have to come here no more. We don't have to have a war. I'm just gonna bend the knee, and I don't give a shit anymore." <laughs> come feed our villages. Yeah, right. Just come, come feed our people. It, it can't be. It can't be worse than it already is. <laughs> all right uh i think ten thousand is a lot but like what i was my my concept was i play D and I build cities that are like hundreds of thousands of people you know large so like mm -hmm. ten thousand is like a drop in the bucket for a huge huge city 
Like yeah, for 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 the capital, people. it's not a lot of people. Um, yeah, but you have to think about like where they're coming from. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. For Idris, though, it might be quite a lot of people. I don't know. From Loy, we heard about the mountains. They they might be some big mountains. Yeah, they have a lot. They it apparently have a dwarves. lot of mountains. I feel like these people are really just dwarves. <laughs> dwarves. <laughs> they're actually just the these mountains. I, yeah, I mean, you know, apparently Siri is like the prettiest dwarf. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a funny concept, though. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? She has a color-changing beard. <laughs> oh, even better. No! Even, even female dwarves have beards. So. Yup. Uh, anyways, so, uh, Thame then confirms that the meeting with the Idrians will be in three days, uh, and Vivenna confirms she will be there. Thame then leaves, bowing, and Dunth arrives to sit in his seat. Um, I think I forgot to mention they're at, like, a, a restaurant. And Dunth mentions how he likes people who surprise him, such as Vivenna, who is, uh, starting to fit in, and Vivenna does not like that she's fitting in, or that Parlin still wears all these very colorful clothing. Uh, Dunth mentions, however, that Parlin... He kind of like gives like um, a description, but it, it basically um, boils down to like he's basically wearing Halandrin camouflage, uh, and she wouldn't <laughs> find it weird for him to wear like the pelt of a beast or leaves in the jungle, which I think Vivina kind of gets. So like he's he's like blending in. Uh, so yeah, do you do you think Parlin is actually being like strategic like that with his clothing choices, or do you think he's just kind of like naive and like ooh look cool cool new stuff? <laughs> I yeah I think I think it's like more he's been like pulled around and like you know given stuff right like well he like, went out and know, specifically bought the hat himself and stuff remember like he's he's kind of yeah, gone out of his way to do these like, things like, I've been like um given like an option to buy stuff right like like the market and he's just going with it so it like sort of works because it's coming from like you know actual fashion stuff right mm-hmm. so it's like accidental com- camouflage. So you don't think he's being strategic about it all? You still think Parlin's just kind of a... <laughs> Naive, <laughs> you have yes. you have no confidence in him? It's not that I don't have confidence in him. In that in that that... <laughs> he, seems, he seems... How do I say it? He's like a puppy! <laughs> you, know when, you know when you're you're going like in one direction and it goes the other way and you fail successfully? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly, that's the point. He's just got lucky. I agree. I mean, you agree? He just got lucky. I also agree with I, I agree a lot with Dent in this in this chapter. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So Vivenna then notes that she's getting a lot more used to the raids and working the underground as well. Dent then moves the conversation to her wearing trousers. He's like, "Hey, you should you should wear trousers because uh, they're still modest, but like they're a lot more casual than these fancy expensive dresses because that's all you can get that are modest because they have to be kind of like foreigner clothing." Because everyone yeah, here that's where he like, got fired. <laughs> yeah so and because her dresses are so expensive they have to go to expensive restaurants otherwise they'd like stand out if they're wearing like super expensive shit at like a really cheap restaurant uh but Vienna insists that trousers are not modest I'm assuming the whole like they cling to your body shape that's why they're not modest so she she's very against the trousers Absol- that's an absolute no for Vivenna. <laughs> Uh, and they then get back into a more philosophical talk, and Dent mentions that everyone is the hero of their own story and often think they're doing right, even if they're murderers or thieves or dictators. He then says, mercenaries are the most honest men you'll ever meet because they only do what they're paid to do. Uh, and then, of course, Tonk Fa walks over, says mercenaries are also handsome and clever. Can't forget about that. <laughs> um, 
Vivetta notes that she hopes that they aren't the most handsome men she'll ever meet. Uh, and the three of them go outside, and Vivetta notices Tonkfa's monkey is gone. Which Tonkfa notes that monkeys are boring anyways, and Dent states that luckily Tonkfa is not has never fathered a child. Uh, do you think uh, do you think Tonkfa would be a good dad? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, not at all. Uh, I still also, want to know what happens to these animals, though. Do they die they, or they? Just they say away? they got lost. Is what they? I'm assuming he just leaves some yeah, places uh, and forgets I, to I, bring I, them I with could, him. I could claim that I lost an a, 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 you know an animal and have just gotten it killed. To be fair, I could just see him like leaving it at one of the restaurants by accident. I could too, but he is very. <laughs> He's very naive in that sense. Uh, my, my question was, because he so far had a parrot and a monkey, what animal do you think Tonkfa will get next? Ferret. Ferret. <laughs> I want to see a ferret. You want to see a ferret? Mainly because I think ferrets would actually cling to him, so. <laughs> what do you think, Darkness? What sort of pet do you think Tonkfa will get? Uh... <laughs> uh, I kind of want a raccoon. <laughs> A raccoon in the jungle? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That reminds me, actually. We saw a raccoon the other day, just randomly. Like, oh, off topic conversations. Let's go. But yeah, I don't know. That just remind me. But, anyways. <laughs> there's just a raccoon chilling on someone's, like, uh, front porch when we walked by the other day. <laughs> uh, yeah, monkeys are boring, anyways. Anyways, so, yes, yeah, so your you're guys are saying either ferret or raccoon. Uh,. <laughs> I just so. think a ferret would actually wait, stay wait. with him. So. Wait, mm -hmm. a ferret or a, a ferret raccoon, right? That's what we have, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's had he's had a monkey and a... And a parrot. 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 Very okay. jungle-ish animals so far. <laughs> Which I don't think either okay. of yours are technically jungle-ish animals, but sure. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Where oh. do ferrets come from? Yeah, I don't know. Origin. <laughs> They're like pet stories. <laughs> No, I, I was saying like forests. Domestic ferrets are most likely descended from European polecats. I see. Hunt rabbits. A snake. Think a well, snake darkness. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's a snake actually. Snake, like, snake makes sense. I want a raccoon because it would be funny. <laughs> I feel like you see but a raccoon more likely in Idris than in Halandrin. Probably, yeah. <laughs> There, there's an Idrian Tonkfa somewhere who has a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they're from North African forests. The like, oh, okay. at least the 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 types of uh, the European polecat, but they're com what they come from. So, they could be forest animals. We, yeah, we kind of don't know if. All animals there work the same as ours. So. Exactly. I mean, so far as I said, mon monkey and parrot seem to fit in pretty well. Nope. What if their All version of a monkey is like... Getting these animals. He's just going out into the forest and being like, ah, pluck. <laughs> Did they yes. specifically say that monkey had like four arms? I mean, four, <laughs> four arms? Four arms. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, so the, the group that make their way to the Dedanir Gardens which is a place filled with hundreds of statues weathered by the rain. Um, I believe, And then uh, Vivenna and Denth talk about how they're meeting forgers. Uh, and they sit near the forgers who are having a picnic to appear kind of just like as like a random family picnicking in the gardens. Uh, and they're kind of just talking. And 
then Vivian and Dents uh, sit kind of like across from them at this other statue and trying to like pretend they're having their own conversation, but they're actually talking to each other while like not facing each other. Um, Vivenna states that she wants letters between her father and priests from Helandrin to make it seem like the priests are extorting Vivenna's father while claiming to prevent the war. Vivenna provides a copy of a letter from her father with his signature so they can match his handwriting and, uh, and signature. And the forgers then pretend to let a napkin fly away and grab it along with the papers from Vivenna before uh, packing up their picnic and leaving. Uh, so that was kind of a brief summary of that. Uh, what do you think about Vivenna's plan here for like these letters? Well, the first thing I thought of was she's bad mouthing her own father, which is I love, but uh, but I think she's got a plan other otherwise though. Uh, I don't think she's actually trying to make her father look bad, but. I think she's trying to, after hearing all the discussion, she's, like, trying to be like, my dad does not want war. <laughs> yes, but in the same vein, like, anybody who's smart see that that could easily be just a farce, that maybe he actually does want war, and he's just trying to muddy the waters. Because mm. uh, he sent his own children to their death. Obviously, this man doesn't want war. <laughs> What do you think, Darkness, about Vivenna's letter plan with the Forgers? I think... I don't know. I feel like it's not going to do much, to be honest. Mm. I mean, it does It does also state she meets a whole bunch of other people, too. But Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the, the next okay, appointment in I mean, a second. It, it all depends on like if everything's going to go according to plan, which I severely doubt. So far, things have been going pretty well for them, but I think it's the culmination of all our little things about whether that's all going to actually pan out to the war not happening or to at least hindering Helandrin's chances to be able to go to Idris to wage war. Mm -hmm. So like they're, they're doing a bunch of stuff, but it's like how, how much will it actually contribute to the end goal? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so then Dent says that Vivenna is becoming an expert, uh, and their next appointment, which isn't for a few hours, is with a group of thieves who had stolen documents that were not very important, but would cause confusion and frustration. Uh, Vivenna then notices Parlin and Jules talking and laughing. While mm. talking to Dent about how she should send Parlin back to Idris, Vivenna's hair turns red, and Vivenna notes that not for the first time that she used to have better control of her hair. And Dent says that Jules isn't interested in Parlin and that Parlin has mentioned uh, that his father and Vivenna's father would have liked for them to get married. And Vivenna uh, says that she, or I think she just thinks that she has absolutely no interest in Parlin. Do you believe her? Do you think they that she's interested in Parlin? Parlin's no, obviously her interested in her. Her hair should have turned fucking green when, with jealousy. <laughs> I don't know if her when hair can turn green. That her, her demeanor, she was obviously jealous. Even in like, because even in the actual thing, it makes she's making like jokes about her when she says Jules laughed. It was almost a snort. Yeah, like, and she also she also like mentions how it looks like Parlin mm -hmm. just looks confused or something. She's like making yep. it seem like oh Jules is obviously making fun of Parlin and he doesn't even realize. Yeah, like <laughs> she's definitely jealous. <laughs> what do you think, Darkness? Do you think Vivenna has a thing for Parlin? 
Uh... Dent seems to think so. <laughs> I think it's possible, but I think that everything that's happening is like, you know, a little bit of an excuse there to not like, you know, <laughs> take it into account subconsciously. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like everything is like helping distract her from that fact. Even if she's not trying to take it into account, like, directly, either way. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's possible chemistry there. To be fair, like, I wouldn't put it... Kind of... hmm? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I wouldn't put it passive, and, like, with how, like, controlled she's been her whole life, did, like, not let herself think about guys, because she's like, oh, I'm engaged yeah. to this god king. Well, she did but say that. Not, but now she's not, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I do like, though, uh, Dent's explanation of he's not the wit of a scholar, but true. He, but he does seem, he, but he seems to instinctively know how to blend in. Besides, we can't all be geniuses like you. Yeah. I love that sentence. We, besides, we can't all be geniuses like you. Like, <laughs> Dent is great. Yeah, I know. I love, I love Dent. This whole chapter, everything Dent said was just on point. <laughs> Except I think the one time when he mentions Vasher. Other than that, he he has a he he has a very big bias when it comes to Vasher. We'll get to that during that section. But he's uh yeah yeah I think he he, he lets his emotions he get Vasher earlier too though. Hmm? When he's exp when he's explaining the villain thing, he mentions Vasher in that too. Yeah yeah he's uh he's very anti-Vasher. <laughs> mm -hmm. Even Vasher might think that he's doing the right thing. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so then we get to uh, Tonkfa comes back over, uh, and Dent calls him an idiot uh, after Tonkfa. Like, he he's going about it like you. rhyming. He's like, oh, uh, what was it? Flood rhymes with blood, or blood yeah, rhymes with blood, flood. Blood, yeah. Because <laughs> he'd been using some rhyming some, earlier. Earlier, yeah, because earlier he uh, Dent had made a comment about uh, he's not very poetic or something. And so yeah, they and I think Vivenna makes a note like, oh, they're a lot more like well learned and like sophisticated mm -hmm. than like she would have thought, because, like, they're, like, going on about all these words and everything, and although Tonkfa's kind of, he acts like an idiot, but he also has, like, he seems to be, like, smart, but also, like, he has, like, a weird, like, smart, dumb, kind of. <laughs> yeah, he's intelligent, not wise. Yes. Well, where Dent, I think, is wise, and maybe not as intelligent. Still pretty intelligent. I feel like also when Tonkfa gets serious, like, he, he kind of, like, shows off his intelligence a bit more, but he kind of, like, he has likes he to goof serious? off. Well, I think I think if he was doing mercenary work, he he's pretty serious. Like he, he's like good at blending in and like do, during he the their race. Broke the horse's feet. No, Claude did. Him? He he went and no, burned yeah, the building Claude with Parlin. Wow, wow. During that time. That didn't take a lot of smarts to burn a building down. So. <laughs> um. But yeah. So then, uh, Vivenna gets up and walks around looking at the statues. Uh, she notes that each statue has a distinct pose and a unique face. Vivenna then contemplates the contradictions in Halandrian society, uh, and Vivenna then thinks about how wonderful Breath is, but also that she still could not awaken and that she would rather become a drab. Uh, so, first of all, what do you think about the statues? About, like, how much, apparently, like, effort was put into these statues? Statues probably looked amazing. I wish I could see them. And there's, like, hundreds of them, I believe they say. And they're all, like, slightly unique. Just slightly. Well, I think she says like their faces are very unique, and then they have like a uh, 
they have like distinct poses. I don't know if all the poses are perfectly unique, but like they have like facial features that are unique. But like unique, like maybe they were prior gods or I don't know. I, I like it, it, they're obviously like not just all from like someone didn't like sketch a face and then like like kind of sculpt that face it. into every single statue. Yeah, they they got their Photoshop and copy pasted it across. Yeah, they didn't they didn't copy paste the statues. <laughs> here's this woman in armor. Here's this woman in a robe. Here's this woman holding a staff. Here's this woman <laughs> holding a sword. <laughs> what do you think, darkness? Uh. So okay, so. The thing with me is, I've always been fascinated with like, <laughs> how, um, sort like is this is like a hidden fascination for me. It's like um just architecturally and like um just like statues and art stuff and like you know how it's made and why it's made that way. So I feel like I would be more interested in studying it in like <laughs> like close, you know. How do I say it? Sort of like you know, close detail. Close up. Yeah, close detail here. Because mm -hmm. um, obviously there's gonna be different like aspects to it than like you know what we are used to. Because mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> in the beginning there were like um, we we there were like uh, statues of gods discussed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't they dressed up with clothing and stuff? I don't know if those were gauze. I think the, I think there might have just been random statues again. There might have been, like, a statue of, like, Peace Giver, potentially. Yeah, so I'm just, like, I'm wondering, like, how, like, some certain, like, custom stuff or, like, their city and their religion and stuff goes into, like, their art aspect. Like, yeah, because there, there was a different garden that didn't have the hundreds. It had, like, I think just, like, some statues. And they yeah. also were dressed up, but I don't know if they were. I don't think they were specifically gods. Um, I don't remember directly, but they were. Me, me just. Uh, here we go. Uh, I think it just said there were statues that were decorated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just control F st uh, statues in my, my document. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it didn't specify if they were, like, specific um, gods or specific people. It just were statues yeah. that were dressed up. I feel like I'd be more, like, you know, interested in that sort of stuff than just, like, oh, yeah, statues, cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, also, what do you guys, uh, do, you, do you guys have any more thoughts about, with, like, how Vivenna is, like, feeling about her breath? And she's like kind of going back and forth. Do you do you think she's oh. going to eventually give in to becoming an awakener? I mean, you guys have kind of talked. We talked yes. about this a couple times. But... She's not even force her to do so. She like contemplated it for a second, then she's like, "No, no, no! I'd rather become a drab." Yeah. Yeah, and then her vasher will show up and be like, "Hey, uh, if you don't do it, you're gonna die, and your <laughs> sister's gonna die, and uh, you should probably do it." Uh, and then everyone's gonna die because all of this would be for nothing. <laughs> yep. Exactly, and then, then all of a sudden she's gonna be an awakener, and then she's gonna, <laughs> and, then, and, and then uh, she's going to 
uh, get the sword and fulfill the prophecy that Light Song has seen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And she will be the war breaker. <laughs> She'll break the war because she's going to kill both sides. <laughs> she's going to murder yeah, everyone exactly. with Nightblood. Huzzah! Uh, all oh, right. I don't know. Nightblood might not work because Nightblood only works on the evil and wicked. Paladin yeah, but it might work for her. Or I mean, there's obviously evil and wicked people in Hilandrin because he has killed people so far in Hilandrin. Yes, but I'm saying like the 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 entire thing does not seem wicked and evil. Just some people. Yeah, well, she like, could kill some people. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it'll kill Suzerbron. Uh, Suzerbron definitely doesn't seem evil at all. She's gonna try, and the sword's gonna be like, ah, nah. <laughs> not gonna, not, not gonna really work. Not bad. And Maybe she's gonna be like, "What do you fucking mean he's not that bad?" She talked to him instead. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's Nightblood's like, you know, oh, they're not very like evil. I'm not gonna kill them. I think it's more of like, it can't, even if it wanted to. It seems to be that like <laughs> it can't tempt people, is what it said. Because like when he throws yeah, the sword at people, sword. the people that run away are not. They're they're considered pure pure of heart, is what Vasher says. And Nightblood gets mm -hmm. confused. He doesn't seem to understand that people can resist him. Yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. He's still a sword. <laughs> it sounds like somebody very conceited. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but I'm so beautiful. How can you ignore me? <laughs> I mean, they are very gorgeous. Nightblood is the prettiest sword, obviously. Yeah. The prettiest. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then we go into chapter 29. Yeah, uh, one, of, one of my favorites. <laughs> so we start this chapter with Siri's point of view. Uh, she's in Susabron's bedchamber with him, as per usual. Uh, and he asks her to tell him about the mountains. Uh, and Siri knows that Susabron's learning quickly, and that if he had access to books, he, he could likely be a scholar. Uh, Siri talks about the mountains and then mentions Oster, and we learn that Susabron does not know of other religions. He's like very surprised. He's like, "What do you mean other gods? <laughs> like the the Corda gods?" Uh, and so anyway, she she tries to explain that Oster is not a returned or a person, but a force. Um, and this then leads to Susabron asking if he, uh, if she doesn't like him because the Idrians don't like returned, and Siri calls ends up calling Susa Brown sweet. She's like, no, 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 you're, you're very sweet. And he's just like... Gods aren't sweet. Yeah, gods, gods aren't sweet. Uh, and yeah, they, they kind of flirt a little bit and Susa Brown eventually calls Siri beautiful. Wait, can uh, you say that again? They do what? They, they, they're kind of flirting, aren't they? They're not flirting. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. Siri's going to be with Light Song. They're flirting. They're sure. flirting. I'm sure, I'm sure they're not flirting. Anyways. Bro, they're literally, they're literally <laughs> eloping right now. Oh Anyways. my god, I know at the end of this is like, ugh. Susan Brown eventually calls Siri beautiful as well, and yeah. that beauty is not just about <laughs> the beauty is not just about looks. Uh, he says that he sees the beauty in everything due to all his breasts, so he looks to the beauty other than colors and sight, because like to him, literally, absolutely everything is beautiful. Uh, Siri then gets flustered and, that... and tries to change the topic. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about Siri? Who's crossed? Kind of makes him calling her beautiful a little like lackluster. If everything is beautiful. Well, no, because he's saying, like, she's, she's, her personality is beautiful. Yeah, he's calling her, like, herself, like, not, like, like physical body. Nope. It's like the best compliment. Yeah, you see, you see the issue here is that I connect with that so much because of my sexuality. <laughs> what, that so everything is beautiful, like, or the, that you only see beauty in personality? 
Well, for me, I, I feel like everyone has like beautiful aspects and like if, of their like you know bodies in general, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of who you are, but like <laughs> there's always that like you know I gotta focus more on who they are <laughs> aspect, like because that's what I'm trying to pull in, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally get that on my end, too, because, like, being ace, I'm like, I don't really see people as, like, sexy or, like, that sort of thing. And so, yeah, like... so, like, even even if, like, <laughs> even if, like, some of these books don't have, like, you know, um, targeted representation towards, like, a community like ours, right? Yeah. It's still gonna hit a spot, <laughs> you know? You still relate to them, yeah. Even if it's yeah. not kind of, like, specifically put in there. I found that pretty cool. I think that was one of my favorite like parts. Yeah. I think it was it was very sweet interaction. I really liked it. I was like, oh, this is adorable. Yeah, instead <laughs> of yeah. me a bucket. Oh my gosh. Instead of I wanted to run away with Suzerman again. <laughs> Just like <laughs> take him to a safe place. <laughs> so yeah. I will so... say I will say Suzerman definitely has a very smooth line that he says in this which was pretty good but other than that everything else is just puke wow <laughs> Susan is super sweet they're adorable yeah way too sweet <laughs> anyway so Susan then suggests uh, asking his priest to let Siri see the mountains again but Siri says he can't because he can't let them know that they've been communicating uh, Siri is insistent that the priests want to kill Susan but Susan insists that, he, that they are good men uh, Siri then suggests. Aside from taking out his tongue. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he kind of like he can't really res- uh, respond to that when he's like, yeah. The, well, yeah besides because, my tongue. I mean, like uh, in the thing, he, in there, he actually says that though. He's like, yeah. Uh, they're very good people, and then there's like a pause, and he says, except when they took out my tongue. Yeah, like he's kind of like a mid like that. That wasn't the best, but he he still kind of like in previous chapters has kind of like said like well they were scared of all the powers i have that's why they wanted to do that he he tries he try he believes they're good people um which is debatable in my opinion uh <laughs> siri then suggests that maybe giving the breath to his son would kill susabron uh siri also speculates that susabron could if he had a tongue use the extra breath he gets even if he can't use the ones needed to sustain him Bruh. so do siri? you th- yeah i want to say do you think susabron could be an awakener if he had a tongue Yes. Because of his extra breaths. I think that all of the gods can be awakeners. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was, gonna, I was giving me a second question. Do you think the other gods could be awakeners if they got extra breath? I, I think not even if they got extra breath. I think, I think that's a whole big farce. I think they're being given one breath. It doesn't like expend over time. I think mm. they're just telling them, "Oh, you need one breath to stay alive." But they don't really. I think I don't. Mm. I don't feel like they probably need that one breath. Plus, aside from that, I mean, it's a very big city, but eventually, you would run out of people. Well, <laughs> well, they they are gonna, you know, <laughs> have children and families. So. But it's one every day. No week. Oh, no, no, no. For Suzabron? Yeah. Susan's every day. No, he, get, he gets... Two a week, potentially, and some he he does mention every. Sometimes he'll get three or four a week, but usually it's just two a week. I swore he said it was a day, but okay. Pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's per week. 
I have to go back to this here to find out again. Anyway, I think Siri is us in disguise, and she's also part of the podcast. She's one of us, right? Because <laughs> oh, she's having all these theories that we've already gone through. She's stealing our ideas. <laughs> you know? She hasn't stolen my idea that's, yet, that's so. where one of the listeners came from, you know? It's one of the listeners! We got Wait, a new listener from Germany. Get... Yeah, from Holandrin? Is that... Is that... Is, is Germany... Is Holandrin in Germany now? I don't know. Where is Holandrin? <laughs> Did we get one from there? I don't know. Alright, let's find out. Where is Holandrin? <laughs> go to Google Maps. Don't, don't Google Maps! <laughs> no Googling Area anything. Don't Google, Google anything but that... <laughs> Where is Hellendrin in the world? Oh. oh my gosh. I'm scared that you're going to find spoilers. Please, please don't Google things. Mythic just reads, please, it is please, currently please. raised to the please. ground after the Mythic, battle. Please. <laughs> please don't Google things. Please don't Google things, Mythic. Mythic. It doesn't have any good information. So. Okay, yeah, please, please, Mythic. <laughs> I wasn't reading into the stories, okay? I was only reading to see if it would give me, like, you know how, like, when you Google something, sometimes it'll give you that, like, little passage? Yeah, Ooh. I just... I'm scared. Like, what? What is it? <laughs> you're scared of what? But you're gonna, like, spoil the ending or something somehow. Hallandrin <laughs> 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 is gone and that, you know, burnt to ash, like, uh, like, like someone said. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyways... <laughs> I think Light Song is the uh, smartest person, so. Yeah. I think Probably. he returned and became a super detective. And that's <laughs> why he can have those visions. But yeah, did you, did you guys have any other thoughts about the uh, gods potentially being awakeners or no? Are we good on that? Besides the fact that I think they are, yeah. I mean, no. Darkness, any thoughts? Are you good? I think I need to wait till Savannah's training arc with Vasher before <laughs> oh I goodness. before I completely talk about that because I right. still don't know how learning to awaken works. All right, all right. Uh, so yeah, so then we get Suthbron. Uh, he gets quiet and stands by the window. Siri goes over to him and rests against his arm, and they discuss how he is worried that she doesn't understand him because she doesn't believe he is a god. But Siri says that she understands him better because she isn't reverent towards him. And Susabron then hesitantly puts his arm around her. Very cute. He's very been anti-touching, and he's he put his arm around her. It's very sweet. Um, no, the image I got from that <laughs> is a tall-ass man leaning against her. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking he's leaning against the rail. Like, she's leaning against him, she says. She leans against his arm, and he has like his arm around her. Yeah, but... Around her shoulders. You know, like... <laughs> Hey, uh, Midnight. Mm -hmm. How many gods have they said there are? Uh, there's 25. I don't believe that's including Susabron. Okay. So are you telling me, right, this is one every week. There are 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. And 25 gods, meaning you are giving up 1,300 breath to just those gods. We're not even talking about Susabron. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're telling me that somewhere 1,300 families are just making kids each week? Well, to be fair, there's 10,000, right? Um, just Idrians, not even Halandrian. And like, you yeah. can't find many so, Idrians. I'm assuming Idrians has like millions of people. Stuff themselves in that city gives you an idea of how many people there actually are in there. 
But there are kids, though. They're giving kids to them, is what I'm telling you. Like, each one has been a kid so far that we've we've found. Like Maybe they just, like, really like fucking. You never know. <laughs> Maybe they have, like, a festival or something. I'm trying to see uh, if there's any note about potentially how much population just the capital has. Eternity. <laughs> Fertility fucking yay. Also, I do, I do think. Okay, we're thinking about like sort of. We're, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into a little, you know, different aspect than we're usually talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So, you remember when um that that one dude, that one old dude, checked Siri if she was mm -hmm. like you know a virgin? Yeah. And he was like, he was like, her breath is powerful or whatever, right? Her mm -hmm. or whatever. Right? So, what if that has like a play in like how they, you know? You know how they're able to reproduce. Mm. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> what's happening? Sorry, I was I was uh, looking I'm, at population growth stuff. Population here, yeah, I can't look it up myself. So I so I couldn't find anything about the actual population of Helandrin or something, but I did find that birth. I I found a thing about like birth rates, which is in general about twenty two babies per a thousand people per year, which would be only like like less than a hundred thousand people to have enough to have enough like babies every year that's only if everyone had their breath taken so i, I think if there's multiple million people in Helandrin, it'd be pretty easy to get that many breaths every year yeah. I mean, you're still and considering kids, like you so. barely notice the idrians when there's ten thousand of them just in like ten thousand of them in Helandrin, <laughs> i'd assume that there's like yeah like many millions of people also we also don't know like different like countries and like kingdoms and stuff right yeah, and, like, also, like, I'm assuming this isn't, they're not getting the breaths just from Tetelier, like, that's easier, but, like, if your family's that poor, it might be worth making the trip to the capital to sell your kid's yeah. breath to the gods to then be set for life. Or, well, we don't know they're, they're set, set, we know set they're not set year. for, they're set for, they're set for an amount of time. But remember, like, they're set for a year. Yeah, but, <laughs> either way, like, and also, like, hey guys, here's a million gold. Also, ba year, but, based yeah. on the size of families we've been seeing, like, every family's having, like, fucking five or six kids, it seems like. And to be fair, I think the option of living for a year would be better than dying tomorrow of starvation. I mean, that's depending on if that's actually the reasoning. But yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah. somebody could be just selling it just to sell it. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, so that, that, that's where we're at with that. But, um... I mean, I mean, if it was the Alandrian king, he'd give away his daughter for probably the like, Adrian king. You mean? Very, whatever. <laughs> very few amount of breaths. I'm oh, sure. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Gives away his children at will. <laughs> I think so. And <laughs> screw this man! How dare he give right. up Siri like that? 
He's, uh, he's down three. He's down th technically. He's down three. Um. Yeah, I, guess yeah. I mean, Fafin like works in the capital. I'm pretty sure he can see her pretty much anytime he wants. Yeah, he can see yeah. her, but she can't do much else. So I mean, she's working. Yeah. <laughs> like she, a, she a monk. Yeah. Um, yeah, they took a role in anything there, so <laughs> you know. Anyways, we we switch then to Vivena's uh point of view. And Vivenna is with uh, her, her mercenary group, looking at four dead bodies. Uh, Denth points out the wounds of the men, which had a dark black tinge and skin drained of color around those wounds. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. I think you passed something that I I don't remember hearing us talk about. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe, does it, did it jump back later? We go to Siri, then Vivenna, then Vasher, and then back to the light song. No, okay, so yeah, it's still in the Siri thing. Because that's what I was thinking of. Uh, oh, oh. She makes okay. the, she, oh, he he originally made a comment. I, swear. I mean, the series oh, part ended with Susan putting his arm around her. I feel like I'm missing something here because no, I there are you sure you don't come back to theory? Yeah, there was a lot with the Siri Susabron thing. Maybe we come back to it. So we had Siri, then Vivenna, and then we go Vasher, and then we have no. You're not wrong. Light song. It is Vivenna, but I'm pretty sure we have a whole much bunch more with her. No, did you guys read an extra chapter? No. No, because chapter like, thirty-one doesn't start with Siri, so you guys want to. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the whole uh, us having a conversation about how uh, Susan Brown makes a comment about uh, it's very strange to have a wife who doesn't believe in him. Or I, I did mention uh, that. I said. I said that. Uh, yeah. I did. I did go into that. I, I, I mentioned it briefly, but I did say that. Uh, where was it? Uh, Susan Uh, Susan gets quiet. He, uh, Siri goes over to him, and he they discuss how uh he's worried that she doesn't understand him because she doesn't believe he is a god. Siri insists that she understands him better because he she isn't reverent towards him. They also had a previous conversation about gods in general, uh, which was at the beginning of that chapter, which is. Well, more at the beginning, where she talks about Oster and how it's like not a person but a force, and Susan's all confused about that. I talked about that. Okay, maybe I missed it. That's why. I think like, it just seems longer because the banter goes on for a while. Yeah, know? like I, I have a hard a time, time summarizing like conversations without just like typing exactly what they all say. So I kind of, yeah. for some of the longer conversations, I tend to summarize them a bit more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember us talking briefly about him maybe did we talk about it with him being able to use some of the breaths and he she had actually spoken to him about that yeah like told him yeah that he could, yeah, but... yeah i said Sue suggests that maybe giving the breath to his son would kill him she also speculates that susbrun could if he had a tongue use the extra breath he gets even if he can't use the ones needed to sustain but, him and that's when i asked if you guys think he could be an awakener if he had a tongue yeah which is when you also asked if like the other gods could also you know We've yeah, gone on a couple tangents during the series section, so maybe you just got yeah, distracted by the tangents. Much. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. We, we, and the, we've got that I'm very mad at series father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we've gone into a couple tangents there. So, possible. all right, back to. Vivenna. All right, is there anything else you want to mention then? Because no, just I, mean, I just I just thought we we jumped over a lot there. No, we just but I think we just had a lot of ban uh, rants, so <laughs> tangents and rants. So that's why it just felt like we didn't talk about it much. Um, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I described the wounds, uh, 
Denth also says the dead men were a group of thieves that they had worked with. So they these, they had specifically worked with these thieves. Um, so yeah, we finally get a proper look at the wounds from Nightblood. What are your thoughts about these wounds? The, the black wounds with the drained skin around them. Uh, you know, it does the difference between it's it's basically doing the opposite of what every other power breath power seems to do. So yeah, so we know that the one guy who just touched the sword, he his hand had like a patch drained color. These guys were like well, see, stabbed or something with the sword. Yeah, okay, like... but that's what I'm saying. Weren't we in the in the uh, understanding that? Like, we don't remember Vasher ever killing any of these people. So that was the servants at Merce, Mercy Star's palace. These are different people in a different area of the city. Yeah. Okay. I thought we were, we were still talking about that. But okay. No, so this is this is some random area. This is like some random street in the city on a different gotcha, day. Yeah. So they've... We, we don't... We have no idea what Vasher learned under the trapdoor. They do not tell us in this section. <laughs> Okay, yeah. This is a right, this so is like a day or two later, confused. I think. Yeah. Well, I was confused when they said four dead bodies. I was like, I swear to God. Yes, it's a one. similar number, but yeah, no, this is this is a different this is a completely different day, completely different set of people. You know what would be the most annoying thing if they did this in this book? Mm -hmm. We're expecting to find out what's under the head, like you know. The palaces. The, never do. Imagine if we just never do. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that'd be bad storytelling, and I don't think he's that bad of a storyteller. No, I, I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say you, you'll you'll find out information about that eventually. He's just kind yeah, of eventually holding you in have suspense. To go down there other than measure. We're holding you in suspense. What if it's just like what if it's just like a nightblood generator? Oh God! <sighs> what if nightblood awakens? And he becomes a person. <laughs> and then he just goes on a killing spree. <laughs> and that's what breaks the war. The return of Nightblood. <laughs> the hilt just grows legs and it runs around. It's like a sword with legs. <laughs> oh, it's about as scary as Critical Role with its fucking robot tongue. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so then... Denth and Tonkfa argue about what to do about the sword. Uh, and Denth uh, is wanting Vasher to... Denth wanting Vasher to draw it as he doesn't want to touch it himself. Knowing that Vasher can't hold it out for long. That's what he, yeah. Something that I, said. I was like, oh, that's interesting to know. Yeah, I think Tonkfa wants to like take the sword and Denth's like, I don't want to touch that thing. Fuck that. Probably because he'd also be tempted by it. Uh, and then, yeah, Jules mentions that uh, Vasher beat Arsteel, and Denth again states that he didn't. No. Uh, the mm -hmm. wounds weren't black, and he must have tricked Arsteel somehow, because he's like... So probably, like, awakening. Uh, yeah? Yeah, he, he's kind of just like, there's zero chance that he beat Arsteel in a fair battle. He's like, Jules seems to think he did, but uh, Denth is like, there's zero chance. This is bullshit. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, so why do you think Denth is so insistent that Vasher did not properly defeat Arsteel? Arsteel is probably as good as good as a dueler as he was. I think he says I think he said it previously that Arsteel was better than him. Arsteel yeah. was like the best yeah. duelist. So, yeah. so so either way, if 
if um Vasher used his sword and tried to do a fair duel, right? Mm-hmm. It would have left marks behind. And they said there was no marks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so Dent, Dent's thing is always like, there's no way he won properly. He must have used a sword. Jules is like, but there weren't there weren't the wounds. And he's like, well, if, if there weren't black wounds from Nightblood, then obviously he he tricked him or cheated or something. Yeah. So he basically like, says like a, a fair fight he he could not. Vasher could not win against our shield. So I have a I have a theory. I have a theory mm-hmm. off the back uh, off of the back of what he says of uh we have to make him draw it. He won't be able to hold it out for long. Yeah. What if the draining of color is Nightblood taking their breath? Mm. I I thought that too, but then I realized not like uh, I realized that um That person what? with the with the with the the hand, yeah, the hand. Uh, I wish fuck. It's because I don't. I can't even. I can't even say this because it might not like it might not work out because they might have multiple breaths. But if they have one breath, right? Let's say they have one breath. I didn't say it took his breath though. I'm saying like that's what the. I'm saying I think maybe it's that's what the sword does. Is it it takes breath? So like, um. When you're stabbed by it, it takes the breath out, and that's why the wound itself looks different colored. Um, when he took from this, the, when he tossed the sword, and the dude grabbed it, and then his hand was becoming gray. Vasher stopped him from holding it, so it didn't get to take all of the breath. Meaning he probably got it back, and the color was just that side effect of touching the sword. I, I mean, it's yeah. just a theory because the way he says. Uh, he won't be able to keep it out for long. Makes me think that maybe it siphons it from him, and because he has multiple, he can hold it. You know, he can actually use it and hold it. Like maybe it takes like a certain amount of time to actually take the breath, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's why he could knock it out of that dude's hand and all of that. Maybe Hopefully. it requires death to to take the breath. I mean, kind of have an idea that it has it. It's at least in some. Of like it's a type of heightening it has because it has its like own aura and everything like that. It has so. twisted biochroma. Yeah, <laughs> negative heightening. It's got negative heightenings. See now that would be an interesting thing. Everybody's going up in breath. Maybe there's a way to go down in breath. Negatives in breath. It's a, a reverse biochroma. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of a reverse biochroma though, because everything else biochroma has been making everything brighter. And his yeah. seems to make everything darker, mm-hmm. so it is reverse, so it would be possible. Mm-hmm. I have a question, though, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be answered later, so if it is, you're not going to give me the answer I want. Is there a possibility that people can change the way they look? As in, like, could Vasher be actually Arsteel, and Arsteel was actually Vasher? From what we know about breath and stuff, that is not possible. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I don't think there's like physical altering sort of thing, besides like return. It mainly seems to alter your aura and your senses, from what we've seen. Okay, like, it I alters. Curious if like, yeah, because... might be able to do that. Not that we are aware of. 
uh, currently in the book. I, I don't want to say anything about whether it's possible later on or not, but cur currently we there is there is nothing that indicates that that is possible. I mean, okay. otherwise, so so uh, my th my theory, if if I'm right, uh, these people because uh, it comes up later, but whatever. Uh, the where each of these gods have a different asset that is about better, you know, better than most. Maybe the breath is what does that. Mm. The amount of breath they get makes it so that they can change and alter their appearance in some way. And that's why, you know, certain people are just gifted or certain uh, of the awakened are just gifted to be better in one aspect that kind of fits with their whole thing. So, mm. well, if, if, the, if your theory is correct, then at, at that point, uh, Vasher would have to be a, a returned. Mm hmm. I mean, I think Mythic's been going on. The, he's pretty convinced mm -hmm. that. Or one Vasher of was some kind of a returned. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have talked about that a few times about Vasher potentially being a returned. <laughs> or Nightblood being a returned. Yeah, you guys have also talked about that. <laughs> I think you've talked uh, about like yeah. potentially like Nightblood like having the soul of a returned in him or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, my other yeah, question. God King in them. <laughs> my other question here was: Do you think Vasher actually? I mean, if Vasher is not Arsteel, like Mythic just thought, do you think Vasher mm -hmm. actually tricked Arsteel, or is Dents just biased due to his feelings about Vasher and Vasher actually properly beat Arsteel? I think Vasher used an awakening to beat Arsteel. <laughs> like uh, awakening, a uh, fucking uh, yeah, it is awakening. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, awakening to Arsteel. Because mm -hmm. he seems to like using that a lot, so he's he's very proficient with his awakening. Yep. Definitely. Also, <laughs> if you think about it, <laughs> what if what if um Vasher's actually like <laughs> like um a surviving like <laughs> God King? Or you think he might be like Susa Brown's like grandpa or something? Yeah, something like that. That's kind of. I have an iffy on that one, but maybe. Because <laughs> I mean, it does expand your life, so. Yeah, but. Like I said, it it just goes against the theories that I have of like. Yeah, and also uh, then, where did Susubron get all his breasts from? Because the whole the whole thing is yeah. that they pass it on. Exactly. Yeah, but the thing is that it explains well, that Vashon used to have a lot of breasts. Yeah, I guess. Well, Darkness yeah. has been going on the thing that, like, uh, giving away your breath doesn't actually kill you, and that, like, you'd be able to pass it on and still mm -hmm. live. Also, but also the fact that, like, in all technicality, when they're talking about all the previous God Kings, they never state they gave their breath to the child. So the child had to have been just born with this amazing breath. That it, says, it says that they gave their breath away to the people, right? Yeah. That yeah. is true. Well, so, I think they're saying that they gave the they somehow give their divine uh, like the the special one that they have as a return to the people, and then they give like the treasure trove of them to the kids somehow. I don't know how you because they've been told though that yeah. we, they can't separate that. You can't so yeah, separate. Yeah, that that is a bit of conflicting information we have there. That is you conflicting know? information. Because yeah, how do you give it both to the kid and to save the people? <laughs> One of these motherfuckers is lying. <laughs> Siri, Siri, Siri's gonna come up with that next episode. And you're gonna be like, she's part of the podcast. <laughs> she's listening to us, Siri. If you're listening, Siri, if you're listening, just have sex with Susabron. 
<laughs> oh Make gosh. a child. It'll solve everything. Oh my gosh. Obviously, we know that their mom is still allowed to stay alive. So. <laughs> At least for a while, yeah. I, I forget what they said. Ha I think Sue Sabron says what ha Did he see what happened to her? No, I don't think so. Not, not recently. I thought maybe last episode he might have said something. I don't remember if it got brought up or not. Look it up on Google and find out. Well, I, 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 I have an idea what happened to her, but I don't know if I'm remembering it from previously. Or Ooh. if well, it Look it up, and then you don't have to say anything to us, but look it up on Google, how she died, and that if it <laughs> rings a bell of maybe we maybe it happened she last died. episode, then, you know, hey. What if she died of that? What if she died of that, like, bowel movement disease? And then the king was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm a cure. <laughs> you know? Exactly. That's what happened. So I don't remember... I remember him talking a lot about his mother, but I don't remember her him ever talking about how she died, so... Yeah, okay, so from the... I think I'm thinking of something else, because the... the, the... Wiki page I'm looking at does not look like there'd be anything that we would know about on yeah, there, and what I was thinking happened is not what happened. So I, I think I'm thinking of something from a different book. Uh, You're melding books now? Oh no! <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the wrong Santa thing. Lynch has gotten to you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so where were, where were we at here? Do, 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 do. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, so after they go on about Vasher, Vivenna, as Vivenna is pulled away from the crime scene, she feels someone with a lot of breath watching her. Yes, here which it comes. we instantly find out is Vasher, because we switched to Vasher's uh -huh. point of view. Uh, and he calls him a name. Yeah, so Nightblood states that Vara Trelides would be happy to see him. And we learn from huh. Vasher that this is another name of Denth. Vasher notes that the group notes the group and calls Claude an abomination. So first of all, what do you think about the name Varatrelides? Ah, uh, sounds very familiar to another name we know. Any thoughts, Darkness, on uh, Varatrelides? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't even know what to think at that point because, like, <laughs> what is that really? <laughs> Being stupid. Hello. I said, why is my mic being stupid? I don't know. I don't know how far it, before it cut off or if it even cut off. I could no longer hear y'all. Oh, uh, there, there wasn't much. You, you would, you would kind of said like, you'd been like, what if he the is name, Trelides? and then yeah, I asked, what if he is Trelides. You think he is Trelides somehow? Or he's a descendant, yeah, or he's a descendant of him. Yeah, Dark Darkness's only response was he wasn't sure what to think. Yeah, I I, I didn't know. Like, at that point, my brain was like, you know what? <laughs> I, just, I, I just want the red wire and the board and the tack board, and I'll be standing there making <laughs> theories. <laughs> so, yeah. We also note that Vasher does not call Tonkfa or Jules by other names. He only specifically calls Denth by a different mm -hmm. name. Just going to point that out. And yeah, so apparently Varatrelides is what Nightblood knows Denth as. So we're assuming that must be the name. If that's his real name or not, that was the name he was going by when Vasher was part of their group. Obviously. Because that's how Nightblood knows him. Also, who is Shashara? 
Sure. Yeah, I'll get into that after. Uh, before that, uh, why do you think Vasher, who apparently is fine with making things like lifeless squirrels and is an awakener, would call Claude an abomination? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I had thoughts before about the fact that I think it's something to do with uh, Jules's like life, whether it be you know somebody she loved in the past and they got killed or her family member or whatever. Hmm. What, do you, what do you think, Darkness? I think it has... I don't... I'm not sure. Because... We could take this in the way that, like, he's not exactly using humans to create lifeless right we haven't yeah seen he's, any, he's like, only been of... using squirrels as far as we know yeah i think i think when he does the like... i think when he does the first lifeless squirrel the only lifeless squirrel we've seen i think nightblood might make a comment or there's like a comment made that like he's done that before with a squirrel yeah I think, so yeah he hasn't we haven't got any like evidence that he's used it like to make oh, human lifeless so maybe he's just against that yeah so maybe or... he just doesn't like that they use it on people yeah, maybe maybe that's a thing, and he's just like against it, or or maybe there's just something wrong with Claude that we don't know about yet. You know? Yeah, I mean, Vivenna is called Claude weirdly human-like. Yeah, like, lifeless are supposed to be pretty much like almost like robotic kind of do nothing, uh -huh. feel nothing. They just yes, do my exact thing. Like I will. Exterminate. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So then, Nightblood asks about a woman named Sashara, uh, who Vasher states who they killed, them. just like they had killed Aristeel, and just like they will eventually do to Denth. Uh, Nightblood refuses, apparently as usual, to acknowledge that Sashara is dead. And talks, and he kind of just keeps going on about how she created him to destroy evil. Uh, Vasher states that Nightblood is too good at destroying evil, which Nightblood takes as praise, even though I don't think Vasher meant it as praise. Uh, so, what do you think about Shashara being the one to create Nightblood, and about him being created to destroy evil? Pre previously, okay, so we were told that he was created to protect life. So he was created, right? Mm -hmm. By Shashara. Right. Wait, yeah. it says that he was created to destroy evil, right? Mm hmm. So I think uh, Nightblood says that Shashara created him to destroy evil. Vasher has previously stated that Nightblood was created to protect life. Yeah, so here's the issue, right? Mm -hmm. If he was created in order to destroy evil in the sense that he, like, the sword itself believes it, but, like, what if Vasher is trying to use it in that sort of sense where, like, like he believes it in that way, but in his own way? Right? Like it's different than what Nightblood believes, right? Mm -hmm. And we've seen like we've seen like comments and acts of like Nightblood, you know, sort of like hinting that that's not exactly the way they want to deal with stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So it I feel like it could depend on how the creator, which is you know the new character that was announced right now, um, perceived the situation that they're trying to get rid of. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what if she perceived evil as different from, like, you know, like, 
in a different perspective. And that's what is affecting like Nightblood. Okay, my theory? Sure. Okay. Well, the fact that he can't seem to understand that uh, or acknowledge that uh Dent or not Dent, sorry, uh Basher says we killed her. Yeah. Meaning I think he that... says we killed Shoshara yep. just like they killed our steel and just like they will eventually do to we death. We will kill Dent. As in they are both complicit in doing so. And if yeah. he is double made check to the destroy wording. things, yeah. Uh, if he is made to destroy evil, and Shashara made him, I would assume Shashara is probably not trying to kill themselves. Um, yeah, it was specifically a we. We killed Shashara long ago, mm -hmm. just like we killed Arsteel, and then he thinks in his head, just like we'll eventually kill Denth. He doesn't yeah. say that one out loud. But so like. Very weird if he did if if uh Arsteel didn't have the black uh things around his wound mm -hmm. and he says we killed Arsteel, meaning that they both would have had to have been complicit in that. Yeah. Maybe that the black like stuff around is kind of showing the evil because he's still a sword. So he can still kill people. Mm -hmm. Um so maybe the black is only giving uh, is only given off once if he kills somebody that is actually evil um, or doing bad. Uh, mm. But what makes me curious though is the whole we killed all of these people, but like, how could you? Why would the sword want to kill its own creator? And maybe if, if it did kill its own creator and killed Arsteel and is fated, apparently, by Vasher to kill Dent, maybe it's something, the fact that, like, neither Vasher or Nightblood can actually stop, and it's just something, like, it's a... kind of like a curse of holding the sword, that it will kill the people closest to you. Hence why Vasher then ran away, I would assume. Hmm. Well, I... <laughs> okay, so... There's... There's a thing that... She could have created the sword, right? With that mindset of like destroying evil. But that doesn't stop her from like being corrupted or like being seen as that evil. Because at, at, at that point, it could be a separate, like a whole separate being, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's going to view, it's going to slowly view like stuff by itself. But the, I know, it's just hard to believe that Vasher's evil. The thing is, there, there could also be a possibility of like, you know, that's oh, that, that Basher, Basher can't like have the sword out for too long, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what if that could end up killing the person and that's what happened to her? But why would it be we? Because technically, like, like she could have just like forced her to keep the sword out. And then the sword would have a hand in killing that person. Even if it's like not, you know, like directly. And that that could be a reason why Nightblood is like you know silent because they probably didn't mean to. Well, it's almost as if Nightblood doesn't like know, like you know, like yeah. they still feel as if Shashara is alive. So, yeah, I mean, also, I mean, obviously, there was that big fight with Dent and everything. Nightblood obviously thinks that 
Varga Trelides would be happy to see him, which I don't know if Death mm -hmm. would be happy to no. see Nightblood. <laughs> Nightblood likes to ignore things that aren't... Like, he also ignores no. the fact that people who are pure-hearted, who I feel like he should know at this point, aren't... Yeah. yeah, won't pick him up. Like, he, I think he seems to, like, ignore or maybe, like, forget things that aren't... They're, like, not things that he likes. Things that, like, don't make him happy. Yeah. Also, why would he let Vasher, like... I, I struggle. Is Nightblood a he or a she or in, like, what is it? Vasher's always <laughs> referred to Nightblood as a he. Okay, so, um, so, what if, like, why is the reason that Nightblood is, like, allowing Vasher to, like, use him? Instead of, like, oh, I must return to my master sort of mindset. I, know, he seems to, I mean, he seems to like a few people. He likes, he likes Denth, he likes Vasher, he likes Shashara. He seems to like some people. That, would that mean that he would allow, like, Denth to use him, too? Potentially. Probably. As far as we know, he might, because he, he likes Denth. But Dent doesn't like him. Well, I wonder yeah. if it's... You see, here's another thing. So, if it's shown, like, liking towards other people and not just Vasher or their creator, then Vivenna's a big poss possibility here, you know? Hmm. Vivenna is pure of heart so far. <laughs> I would yep. definitely say she is probably the least evil of the bunch. What is this? It's just a Let's little. So it's a big evil. thing. So I had almost said this earlier in a previous episode before we knew that Nightblood would, uh, was created to destroy evil. Is It's a big Nightblood like meme thing where it's like, let's destroy evil or let's destroy some evil today. Uh, <laughs> so I just sent you guys a little picture of like a sticker thing. That's it's a, it's a big, everyone loves that. I think during a previous episode, I almost said uh, with Nightblood, like destroy evil. And I'm like, oh, oh, don't say that. <laughs> We haven't gotten to that point. That's false advertisement, by the way. It's not <laughs> right. a black sword, and I don't like it. Remove yeah, it from I know. It's, the sword's not. Black sword. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, Actually, what, was it a black sword, or was it the black sheath with a silver sword? Was, I thought it was a black sword. Maybe uh, I think it's a black sword with a silver, silver sheath. Uh, yeah. We're talking about what? Nightblood. Uh, Here, let me. No, but we're, we're, we're talking about what... Uh, Lightsong Saul? No, I'm just talking about how Nightblood was described. Oh. Wow. Uh, appearance. Yeah, completely black. Yeah, I think it has a sil it has a silver uh, sheath. That's what I was thinking of. Because I remember that it's, it's it's like silver and black. Oh, it's a black blade with a silver sheath. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The blade isn't black in that picture. <laughs> it's false advertising. It is. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think I specifically specifically liked it even more because it was like black, you know, metal wow. and stuff. What, what, what's wrong with it if it was white? I think I would like it more as well, you know? As long oh, as uh. it's not normal, like average, you know, silver color. Oh, what's wrong with being average? It's it's boring. Dare you? That that I can say safely, you know. <laughs> Nightblood. Oof. I mean, did we already get this picture once? I think we did. might have. Yeah. Yeah. Nightblood's a pretty pretty black sword. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Nightblood's the only sword. 
Yeah. Any other thoughts about Shashara or Nightblood's purpose? No. Mm, I think Nightblood isn't. I don't think Nightblood knows his purpose. But... I think Nightblood is a very old person with Alzheimer's. <laughs> I just think they block out things mentally. Yeah. Charm? Oh, wait, great. The fucking sword needs therapy, too. The sword does sword need therapy. Coming. Everyone needs therapy. Yeah, I mean, anybody who touches it needs therapy, too, so. I think a lot of people who touch it might need to go to jail. <laughs> or die, yeah. Um, yeah, so Vasha then focuses on Vivenna, mentioning that his plans are falling apart because of her. He wants to jump down and let Nightblood take her. Uh, but Vasher notes that deaths were the deaths were, were drawing attention, and Nightblood was right that he wasn't good at sneaking around. He then thinks mm-hmm. that he'll deal with Vivenna later. So it seems like Vasher oh. is set to interact with Vivenna and her group at some point. Whether that might just be to kill Vivenna, though. But uh, yeah, what, do you, do you think he, when he eventually meets up with them, he's just gonna go straight for trying to kill Vivenna, like Dent thought, like he implies here, or do you think, uh, yeah, things will change? I mean, I'm hoping Dent kills him, but you know. You want Dent to kill Vasher? Yep, 100%. You don't like Vasher? No, I like Vasher. I just think Dent is going to kill him. And then (laughs) Vivenna can get the sword. You mean Vara Trelides? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to call him Dent. Because otherwise he's Trelides to me. (laughs) What if they duel, right? They're in the middle fighting. And then something happens. And then that's when he's like, you know what? Fine. Let's chill out a bit, and then training montage. <laughs> I really want that training montage. I know uh, you do. I don't know. I think I kind of have a feeling you're not far off. I feel like it's going to be like a, they're going to start fighting, and then Vivenna's going to jump in the middle and be like, you guys need to stop fighting or whatever. But... And then Nightblood's like, I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like she this reminds one. me of no, Shashara. <laughs> Or something no, like right? that. Exactly. Yes. Oh, wait, what if they actually confuse? What if the nightblood actually confuses her? Shashara? Oh, that'd be even funnier. I mean, you think he would? That'd she be- would? He would have said that'd something awesome. if he thought she was Shashara when they were looking down there. Well, what if it does? It can't see. It doesn't have eyes. You know? I mean, it knows Denth is down there. Uh-huh. And it's mentioned nah, sunlight and stuff before. It can like sense things. I think it said it can like see through Vasher's eyes, it or like. Can... But but it couldn't sense that uh, Shashara wasn't down there. So. Well, no, I think it was just mentioning Shashara because they were talking about Denth. I thought he said to go see him. Yeah, he says that we should go see her at some point. I don't think he thinks she's down oh, there. Oh, he no, he says his Shashara here is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is too. <laughs> Too much. Anyway. Alright, should we move on to chapter 30? The final chapter? Anyway, let's get on to the Light Song. Yeah, so we're back to Light Song. Light Song is trying to work with Clay, and Blushweaver and his priests are all very confused because uh, he's like <laughs> flinging Clay everywhere. He eventually stands up, and his hands and robes are cleaned, <laughs> cleaned by his servants. Uh, and then he informs Blushweaver that he has learned he is no good at pottery. Uh, Light Song then grabs some lemons off of a table and begins to juggle them, which causes Plush Weaver to ask if everything is alright with him and seems genuinely concerned. <laughs> She's just like, are, are, are you alright? <laughs> you, you okay, Light you know Song? Yeah, I'm alright. Just hand me that other thing right there. So yeah, I the can guava. Also yeah, so I can also juggle it. For some reason, I read that are you alright sort of thing in your voice. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't want to know if I want to be Blush Weaver. Do you want to be Blush Weaver? I don't think I want to be Blush Weaver. I think you want to be Blush Weaver. I don't know if I want to be Blush Weaver. You want to be tall and voluptuous. I don't know if I want to be... I'm cosplay. Do cosplay. I don't think I have the proportions to cosplay Blush Weaver. The only thing you don't want is her sex life. I definitely don't want that. All you need is to carry you like... On a couch, carry the couch and with you on it. Darkness, <laughs> darkness. I feel like I feel like we should just imagine, uh, imagine midnight. Oh gosh. As Blush Weaver no. now, because we don't know yeah, what they look sure. like. Oh my Because we don't know what they look like. So well, I'm we definitely not just... seven feet tall. <laughs> well, no, but because I'm, we haven't just... returned yet. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's just a short Blush Weaver, you know. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> it's Blush Weaver. Be- oh. It's Blush Weaver. Pre- it's blush like... Weaver. She's she's like half she's like half her size, but you know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Light Song then tells Blush Weaver that he's only learned today that he can juggle, and he's also learned that he knows a lot oh, of sailing terms. He is fantastic at mathematics and has an eye for sketching. He also lists, lists a bunch of things he's learned he can't do. Uh, he then explains that there are things, these are things that the person he was previously knew and didn't know. Not Light Song. Blush Weaver states that they aren't supposed to think about who they were previously. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about Light Song's skills and how interested he is about learning about his past? He's a carny. <laughs> he did caricatures and juggling. Exactly. Carny. What do you think, Darkness? Hmm. I think... Skills? I think... A lot of things, actually, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he's like on the right path, just you know, figuring stuff out. I feel, I feel like he has the like right idea of what he is already. You know, I don't know. Light song can juggle me any day. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, light but... song sketch me like one of your French girls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Blush Weaver then states that she doesn't worry about who she used to be because she was boring and ordinary before. Light Song, however, notes some uh, curiosity with, with her. Uh, Blush Weaver then suggests that Light Song could make some discoveries with her, and Light Song says no. Uh, thing, things kind of get a little <laughs> awkward after that, and then Blush Weaver says uh, sexual innuendos are always best because they bring attention back to her. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there, there was just Oh, one of my favorite things in this whole like like chapter that we're like discussing right now, yeah, is how hard it seems she like tries and fails every time. <laughs> she she wants him so bad. He's like not interested. I wonder why. He's he's seriously friend zoning her. He's like, I'll come hang out with you, but no, we're we're not going back to the bedroom. Not interested. Absolutely not. <laughs> Please stop asking. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, he is asexual. Yeah, well, no, uh, well, I mean, he 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 hooked up with Comseer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, he, it's it's a new lifestyle, all right? He's <laughs> just discovering himself. Exactly. Or maybe Blushy was just turning him gay. Maybe she's so off-putting to him. Oh, he's like better. going gay. Well, no, I feel I feel like if Blushweaver is off-putting to him, he was always gay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they then arrive at the Palace of Hopefinder the Just, God of Innocence and Beauty. Uh, oh, the co- the colors of Hopefinder are apparently lavender and silver. Uh, Hopefinder Great has colors. apparently... Hmm? Great colors. 
don't know, that's, that's a great color combination. Uh, Hope Finder, ha- I'm sure Mercy Star is very jealous. <laughs> what was hers? Orange and what? Orange and gold. Yeah. It was rough. Uh, Hope Finder has apparently returned when he was just two years old and currently looks to be physically 13, although apparently the gods aren't supposed to note discrepancies in ages between the gods. However, he apparently has been a god for six years longer than Light Song, which is 11 years, which makes sense because he went from 2 to 13, and we learned that until they reach age of maturity, they they age normally. Physically, at least, yeah. not mentally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he's been he's a god for a long hmm? Yeah. They, they make a comment that he was like very adult-like already before, though. Yeah. I, I think we get into it later, but I think they say like pretty much within the first year of being a returned, you like rapidly age mentally. So basically, like, I can imagine, like, imagine, like, a three-year-old Hope Finder talking like an adult. <laughs> imagine a three-year-old, imagine a three-year-old trying to boss you around, telling you they're a god. <laughs> Believe in me. <laughs> so, yeah, so Hope Finder is, uh, yeah, he's been a god for 11 Wait. years. More than double how long Light Song's been around. Huh. Um, yeah, so what, huh. what were your first impressions of Hope Finder? I wonder if puberty hits them the same way. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think uh, puberty would really come from even if you came back after death. Like death. I mean, they don't really have like imperfections or sicknesses and stuff, so you at least wouldn't have like acne and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) That would be hilarious. The god of acne. acne. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure his voice never cracked or anything. That'd be interesting too. Is he gonna just sound like a child all the time? I imagine he like just sounds like an adult, as like a child. He just sounds like an adult. Wow, mock me. (laughs) Has your voice cracked? Like, hi. The fuck. (laughs) She's still waiting for that growth spurt. Why am I being bullied? (laughs) She's still a child. It's okay. Move on. Uh, Move on. No, this is the funnest part. Uh, but yeah, so what do, you, what do you guys think about a toddler becoming a returned god? Like, how do you, how do you feel about the fact that like this toddler was like, ah, yes, our god. <laughs> hope finder the just. We have no idea what this baby's personality is, but he is hope finder the just. just. Yeah, how is he? I wonder just? how bravely I mean, like how how justified their death was. Yeah, how, how do you how do you return in a heroic way? As a two-year-old. As a two-year-old, yeah. Uh-huh. He jumped in the front of a cart that somebody was about to get ran over. God, yeah, I don't know. Two-year-old. I don't know how you justify that. And, and Truckoon <laughs> just took him out. Anime style? You know? Check <laughs> anime, anime style. He got isekai into this world. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, isekai into God. You know what? What if the priests are just a bunch of isekai nerds and they're just like oh, reincarnated gosh. as gods? <laughs> you know? well, mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. Light Song and Blush Weaver sit down with Hope Finder, who says he had a particularly, particularly difficult petition this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Blush Weaver responds asking if he's really considering giving away his breath. And he says yes. he, he is old and feels old as he is the fifth most aged god currently. Oh. So, oh, yeah, yeah, he's. The fifth, yeah. So there's four four gods that have been around more than eleven years. So and I think Light Song also makes a point at some point that like kind of like ten years is considered like old for a god. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So Usually they give up their shit. Yeah, and I think I think we had been mentioned in previous chapters that like people were getting kind of like unhappy that like the gods were being around for so long. They're like, why why are you being so selfish? Like, just kill yourself is essentially what they're asking. Yeah, yeah, just just murder yourself, you know. Yeah, You'll be fine. So were asked why he would do that when things are just getting exciting. And Hopefire says he believes things are actually calming down since the new queen has arrived. It's working to produce an heir and bring stability. Uh, Blushweaver tries to protest, but Hopefinder says he knows what Blushweaver has been up to and he disagrees with her. He's like, no, no, no. Don't, don't act like I'm stupid. I know exactly what you've been up to, bitch. <laughs> Which I find funny for what the kind of deal he makes with her. Yeah, so Blushweaver then brings up Idrian agents causing a ruckus in the city, which causes Lysol to pause as he apparently wasn't aware of this. I think he has like a spoon like halfway up to his mouth or something. He was like eating soup, they said. And yep. Hope Finder again. Spoon halfway to his hips. What was that? That might be my Wasn't cat, it though. pineapple? Yeah. But it was soup. I don't remember. I remember they were eating pineapple. I thought they were had fruit and soup because I thought it was a spoon. Uh, Bless we were asked the servants uh, bought them uh, bought them each chilled soup. Yeah, chilled soup. Mm-hmm. Well, hard to believe that you're uninformed. Uh, but yeah. So where was that? Uh, involved eventually. Uh, Hopefinder again doesn't find issue, saying he doesn't think it's much different than what happened with Var, and issues always come up every so often. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about Blushweaver and Hopefinder's opposing thoughts on the whole situation? Doesn't seem like she's gonna get very far with uh at at this point. It didn't seem like she was gonna get very far uh to getting what she wants. Yeah. I did <laughs> I did like the fact that it <laughs> Wait, no, I'm 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 low-key confused because um it says at some point that he, he reacts at some point, right? Mm. Like uh-huh. um why are you trying to seduce me? It's not going to work, right? Yeah, that's later, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, that's later, yeah. Yeah. So, my favorite, um, one of my favorite parts of this chapter. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I just find it funny, because <laughs> no matter in what chapter it's happened, it's always been denied, you know? Yeah. She's just, she's supposed to be this most gorgeous being, and, like, yeah. two people Nobody now wants to denied her. Uh- I mean, I think Lightsong says that, like, she's not specifically, uh, like, trying to seduce him there. She's that's just, like, the way she kind of acts in general. It's just, like, yeah, she moves that's, seductively. Because like, I don't know if she would try and get with a kid that looks like he's 13 years old. I think she has some standard. I don't know about that. I don't know. I just, that feels a little, think, little much to me. <laughs> I think Blushweaver would do literally anything to get those words. Well, to be fair, we also <laughs> don't really... Does he look that way? Yeah, yeah, they say he physically looks 13. Oh, no. Yeah, he's he's he has the body of a 13-year-old. It's okay, A darkness. really They're handsome gods. 13-year-old, like, model. But They're still. gods, darkness. They can do what they want. <laughs> There's no age of consent in this world. Oh, That's not how it works! <laughs> oh, God. Well, okay, first off, that is how it works in Godhood. Okay. Have you ever seen Greek mythology? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Like, gods don't give a shit about you. Age or otherwise. Yeah, but you see, Greek mythology is unhinged, okay? So, You're right. <laughs> Zeus is unhinged, but you know what? Like, so oh, could oh. some of these gods. I mean, they were told that not to bring up the age dif- discrepancies. Exactly. It's supposed to all be treated the same. Oh, no. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> 
All right, let's let's not go down this path. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could go down this path though. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, my my question was more about like, what do you think about like their opposing views? Like, do you think one of them has like more of a point than the other? Like, do you think who do you think like if you were in Light Song's position, like you'd be more likely to be like, yeah, no, they have more of a point. If I was in Light Song's position, I would not want to be here in the first place. <laughs> I feel like between like both of them arguing and shit, like. I'm already in like Tong's position. Like I'm just like chilling there, just watching them do it. You know. Yeah, like uh, don't really care for either side. Just you know, one of them's gotta, one of them has to win. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I like I said, the later conversation, I was like, I I was astonished at what this kid says. So. Yeah. Alright, so then we, we move on, and yeah, so this is when we learn that all, all return to age until maturity, and then stop aging. Uh, and God King. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they also age very quickly mentally within the first year of being returned, which is why Hope Finder seems much more mature than his physical age. Uh, Light Song also notes how Hope Finder does not seem interested or doesn't notice Blushweaver being seductive. Uh... He's like he's either like completely oblivious to it or he's just not interested. He's not sure which. Uh, Light Song then considers how all the gods look a bit different in age and physique. He thinks about how maybe it's related to what society thinks is ideal at the time. He also thinks about how the gods seem to have social competencies and skills from before they returned. They pretty much have everything except their memories. Uh, so yeah, why do you think all the gods have slightly different appearances? Do you think it's just because that's how they looked before they returned? Do you think it's like Light Song said like this shape and body type is more preferable at this time. Like, what do you what do you think? I've already kind of stated what I think. I think they're able to change their appearance. Mm. I just feel like uh, maybe they don't realize that they're able to do that. So it's like when they awakened originally, they changed their appearance to look different. Uh, maybe something that they wanted in their actual life. For, like, their uh, ideal body type. Exactly. And then after that, then they don't remember they did it because they don't remember anything. Um, and then their, you know, their ideal body type, pretty much. Mm -hmm. That does like, make sense, yeah. I, I feel like if that is possible, that means that, like, if somebody is able to learn the ability to do that, that'd be a really good tool. And then good maybe stealth. if they are able to do that, Maybe Susabron can grow his tongue back. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Think about it though, Darkness. Think about it. How fucking awesome would that be? If he could talk finally. <laughs> yeah, like this man you know that you were crushing over could finally have a voice. I do I've always like wondered throughout this whole story, how how do God's bodies react if they can get hurt? That's Can a good question. Like, I mean, like, what I... if you cut off their limbs? Yeah, we don't know. We know they can't get sick, but yeah, what happens? But I mean, obviously, Susabrock's tongue didn't grow back. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, that's so hard to figure out. <laughs> Imagine how pissed everyone would be if you just decapitate a god in front of them. And they've been waiting years just to get like what if it's oh, me that gets the breath, you know? My goodness. Have you ever seen the the movie Three Hundred? No, I haven't. No. Oh, damn. Uh in that movie, 
the Persian, uh, whatever, is like a god. He he claims himself to be a god. Mm. And uh, the whole idea of this dude he brings 300 people into a war of like so many Persians. And his whole thing at the ver- till the very end is he wants to make a god bleed. That would be an interesting concept, even in this world, of like, if you could show the world that these gods believe, it would make them less of gods. Interesting. And more human. Yeah. I mean, it also makes, gives me an idea of, uh, can uh, the lifeless bleed? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cool if it's just like, they get decapitated, decapitated and they're just like talking still and shit. Yep, because they're still technically undead. <laughs> I still have breath, even though my lungs are not attached. <laughs> See, now, if that's possible, though, if that's possible, right? All the Where's the breast stored? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Where is breast stored? Is it stored in the brain? Is it stored in the lungs? Is it stored in the heart? Like, where? Or is it stored oh, everywhere? Is that? Like a spiritual force or something? Uh, but, like, if that's possible, right? If you could chop the head off of a god, you could just chop the heads off of all of these gods. They couldn't walk around anymore. Damn. What if you, you have prophecies? <laughs> what if you could? Here's, it's gonna get a little dark here, right? Okay. <laughs> what if you could forcibly yeah. remove breaths, like <laughs> by harvesting lungs? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. You never know if they tried it or not. You know. Experimentation. Yeah, I I don't think I would be very like you know <laughs> sane in this world. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a murderer. It's okay though. People seem Half to be able to get away with that. Yeah, like, people seem to get away with it. So, especially the Adrian King <laughs> mm-hmm. or Vasher. All right, so we're gonna keep going. Uh, Hope Finder <laughs> then tells Blush Weaver he won't be convinced by her seductions, paranoid arguments, and fears. Uh, Blush Weaver states that her conics and the God King's pals don't think they're being paranoid, and Hope Finger reply or Hope Finger Hope Finder replies that everyone has contacts in the God King's palace. Although Light Song pipes up that he doesn't. Um, and then we learn that Hope Finder is the last person with lifeless commands. Uh, Hope Finder says that he will give them to Blush Weaver if she gives him her vote in social matters, as in his 11 years, his vote has never come up, as it has always been peaceful, and he expects things to continue to be peaceful. Blush Weaver seems to hesitate for a moment, but eventually states it will be done. Light Song is a bit shocked by this, realizing how serious Blush Weaver is about his about worrying that Helandrin is in danger. Uh, do you think it's good that Hope Finder is willing to give away his lifeless commands? Nope, because I don't think Blush Weaver is going to... Uh... Fulfill her end of the bargain. Also, how do you feel about them giving a two-year-old lifeless commands? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> why? But I was but why any of these people lifeless commands? All three of the people who have had lifeless commands, I don't understand why any of them have it. We've got the brave, the kind, the just, and then we, I don't think we know what All Mother is. What her like title is? We just know that her name's All Mother. <laughs> the motherly. Hmm? The motherly. <laughs> all mother the, the matriarch. matriarch or something yeah. Yeah. yeah all mother the feminist <laughs> <sighs> oh 
Okay. But yeah, so it has to be. do you think it was good that he of gave away his commands? Like he, he, his assumptions are basically like, there is gonna be no war. There has not been a war since I've been around. I don't see there being any war anytime soon. I want to actually vote on things that matter. He's been alive for like what? Like... Eleven years. So like half of the of the time between since the many war ended. Hmm. So it's been twenty years. Yeah, I don't think war happens so. that fast. <laughs> That's just since it's ended, not since it was like ongoing and started. Yeah, but there's there has to be recovery time between the you know sites. Yeah, well, he says he has contacts, and he he doesn't seem to think that there's going to be a war, even though Blush Weaver is convinced there will be. Oh, that's one of my favorite com- my favorite comments from Light Song too. Of when she says, "I have contacts," and he says, "I don't." Yeah, he's like, "I don't." Yeah. Can you give me one of yours. Yeah, she's, she, <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, uh, I have contacts, and uh, Hope Finder's like, we all have contacts. Every, yeah, exactly. And then he goes, "I don't." <laughs> so. Oh no, he has series, so. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, 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 What it was, I, it wasn't contacts. I'm sorry. It was uh, co- Hope Fire says contacts, question mark, and just who are these contacts you keep mentioning? She says people within the God King's Palace itself. Yeah. Goes, we all have people in the God King's Palace. Yes. Hope Fire says, and he goes, I don't. Can I have one of yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have nobody in there. Yes, you do, Light Song. Her name is Siri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one of the most important ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so um yeah, so Light Song uh sits watching the two other gods discuss uh the exchange of the vote and Lightless commands some more and Light Song remembers a fragment of a memory, a dream that he might never have dreamed, a shining room, glowing, reflecting light, a room of steel, a prison. So uh yeah, what do you guys think about this? He is a deity indeed. He has visions. A prison. It says, a, yeah, it says, a, literally word for word, I believe, is a shining room, glowing, prison, yeah. reflecting light, a room of steel, a prison. Steel. Yeah, a prison. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that would go along with his job, to be honest, but it could still be a memory. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still sticking with it. Like you okay. said, I'm still sticking with it. I think it, he's seeing his past. It could also be a future, so <laughs> you know. Maybe he gets locked up. I mean, those who cannot uh, learn from their past often relive it in the future. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, especially those who can't remember their past. <laughs> Uh, so Hope Finder then gives Blush Weaver his security phrase for his lifeless, uh, which like I believe is a poem title, and tells Blush Weaver to vote in favor of the Reformist Party in the vote later that day, uh, and then leaves. And Light uh, Song fe- says he feels like they were played, and Blush Weaver responds that they were only played if there is no war. Blush Weaver then states that she is both Hope Finder and Mercy Star's lifeless, as apparently Light Song's interest in the death of her servant swayed her, which Light Song states that wasn't on purpose. Uh, Light Song then admits to Blush Reaver that he thinks he might have been a city guard in his previous life. He says if he ever got his hands on a sword, he feels like he might be the best duelist the city had ever seen. Uh, Blush Reaver mm-hmm. notes that Light Song 
seems serious, and Light Song makes a joke about being as serious as a dead squirrel. Oh, she says it's an inside joke. Uh, and then mm -hmm. states he can't figure out how juggling lemons fits into it all. Uh, so yeah, how do, you, how do you think juggling lemons fits into Light Song's past life? <laughs> because he was a carny. <laughs> Hmm. Honestly, I have no idea. Like <laughs> and juggling, you know. I was gonna say it might just be a hobby. Like not everything has to relate to your job. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> also, um, uh, what's her name? The freaking <laughs> oh, what's her name? How, which the one you're talking, talking about? about? Blush Reaver. Blush Reaver. Blush puts a lot of like faith in the fact that you know. They're actually giving her the keys. Well, I think she's probably going to send people to go, like, check the commands right away. And she wouldn't vote for who Hope Finder wants if it's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would have to check herself, because I thought she would just give it away to other people, no? Well, she gives it to her high priest. Like yeah, her, I think her high priest. I think even Light Song says that, like, like, there's a select few of his priests that would know his lifeless commands. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do like... That he's, he makes a comment of, when I lie to you, and she goes, only every time you claim you don't want to sleep with me. <laughs> she's very convinced that he's interested in her. He, uh -huh. He's very insistent he's not. He's, like, gagging it and, like, walking back to his palace and shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, please stop. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think you can juggle lemons. Hmm? You think you can juggle lemons? Do you think you could juggle lemons? Or... <laughs> Midnight, she, she, I she'd not. be pretty good at it. I can't I, juggle. I, I, I don't think Midnight has the coordination. I do not. Have you seen her cook? Well, I'm fine at well, cooking. It's more the fact that she has more time to catch them because how low she is to the ground. I don't... <laughs> I can't juggle. I've tried in the past. Oh, so you tried to be a carny? No, I didn't try to be a carny. In, in both elementary school and high school, in like gym class, they tried to teach us to juggle one time. I actually uh, can juggle. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've never, you've never uh, left middle school, so... Wow. Anyways, I got a couple overview questions, because that was the last chapter. Uh, mm -hmm. So... We uh we know we should get at least a little more interaction between Siri and Light Song since Light Song is getting the storyteller for Siri. Uh, do you think we'll continue to get lots of interactions between the two now that they're kind of like not really sharing information, but like they seem to Sleeping trust together. each other? Sleeping together is what oh you gosh. said. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely think she's gonna be like his his uh, inside informant. He's gonna be her outside informant because she doesn't trust anyone yep. inside. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. I think he, she is gonna be his inside, his inside informant. Yeah, and then I'm saying he's gonna be her outside yeah. informant. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, uh, hopefully, I'm get her out of this. To that meeting they're gonna have because they're like gonna be like, you know, the yeah, the storyteller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll hopefully get some more uh, information about previous God Kings and stuff. <laughs> what did she think? Like, since they brought along, and she's like, "Yeah, this is fine." It's... I don't uh, think they I, let her meet up with Susa Brown outside of the nighttime. Yeah, definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't wishful thinking. Wasn't there already a thing about that too, where they were saying that? Uh, I can't even remember it now. They keep them on separate sites. 
Yeah, they, yeah, they don't. Like they don't they let always them. Always keep them separate. Yeah, they're they're always in separate parts of the palace. Uh, She's so not allowed to interact. With, I, I think it's more they're like worried about her I finding out about the whole tongue thing. them out to each other. Hmm? You know, they're like they just it's it's so weird. They're like shoving them in a room, telling them to the fuck, and then like to not talk to each other ever again. Yeah. Until they have to do it again. Yeah. Wait, they're not even like talking to each other. They're not even supposed to. They're just supposed to fucking leave. Yeah. No, she's supposed to rape him and leave because he has no idea what that is. Yeah, she's supposed to. She's basically supposed to rape him and then sleep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but she's supposed to do it with minimal contact. Yes. Exactly. Don't touch him. Don't talk to him. Just don't even somehow... look him in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Just somehow do it. Makes no sense. It, it really doesn't. I don't really know how they thought that was going to work, but... Um... Exactly. Teach him how to do it. Anyways, uh, so it also sounds like some of the Idrians that Vivenna is going to be meeting might not be the best people. How do you think this meeting is going to go? Because it's hopefully hmm. going to be soon. It's three days. They're going to hold her for ransom, and then Denth is going to show his actual amazing powers and murder them all. He's going to pull out a second they played. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know about that, but I definitely think he's going to murder them all. Uh, and yeah. all... oh, go ahead. So, my view on everything that ever happens, even if it's like going according to the plan, is okay. always something's going to go wrong. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Things are going to go wrong. Just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Yep, always. Uh, so my last question was, we kind of touched on it briefly, but we now know all of the gods who have been given lifeless commands, Light Song the Brave, Mercy Star the Kind, All Mother, who we don't know the prefix for, and Hope Finder the Just. What do you think it says that these gods specifically were given the lifeless commands? That whoever gave them lifeless commands are stupid. <laughs> or smart. <laughs> Either way, yeah, sure. Either they didn't want them used, or they wanted them used by like people who are just not conf confident at all. I mean, Hope Finder seems see... competent. Who? Yeah, but the issue Hope is Finder. that they seem pretty compliant. Uh, he's a child. He has the mentality of an adult. He's just physically yeah. a child. So does everybody else. They're still children. <laughs> what? He has, he has the physicality of a child, but the mentality of an adult. Light Song has the uh, physicality of an adult, but the mindset of a child. <laughs> uh, they complement uh, each yeah. other. Yeah. The other woman is just naive in, in general. I don't. I don't. Maybe even know all mother will be like the compliment to Mercy Star. Maybe she'll be super wise. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. The girl gave up her lifeless command to somebody, like just really nilly. Like, yeah. Oh. They apparently don't have all mother's commands yet, as far as we know. She. Nope. Uh, or, says she only has Mercy Stars have, and Hope Finders. And they don't have light songs. Yeah. Technically. She's using them to protect her children. That's why. <laughs> yeah, those were all of my questions there. Do you guys have anything else you want to discuss about this chapter, or are we good? I'm good. Pretty good. I'm going to need further details. All right. I'm going to need to read all the way to 50-something. No. Next episode, we are reading chapters 31 34. to 34. It'll be four chapters. How close are we to, how close are we to uh, the one that you said where you're going to have to read it? 
on stream? Uh, that was chapter 45, I believe. So we're... 45, okay. That's going to be episode 10. So next episode is episode 8. So that's another two episodes after next. Okay. Technically three episodes away, because we haven't done episode 8 yet, so... That's going to hmm. be... Okay. Early January. That we'll be doing that. So yeah, enjoy reading those next few chapters. And I'll see you guys around. Alrighty. Yep. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.